0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com
1: for more great podcasts. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. It's up. It's, up. it's a number one. Number one. And, a- and welcome and in to the Daily oh, thunder, thunder Podcast. Today I am your host Dylan Hunzinger, with Matt Tierney of North Carolina and Tierney, we've got a fun game together today because the Thunder were victorious over the 76ers in overtime 127 to 119. Your thoughts before we get into the TiVo.
0: Cause I live and breathe this Philadelphia freedom. From the day that I was born, I raved the flag.
1: All right. That's all I got. Elton John. Those are some great thoughts. Thoughts I did not expect, by the way. All right, next time John, we need baby. the piano, though. <laughs> all right, well, hey. Like I said, we won this game. We won it by eight points. And honestly, it was a game that not many people, including most Thunder fans, thought that we should win. And we're going to talk about it all right now as we nope. hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. <laughs> All right, so at the start of this game, uh, I, th- I believe I saw Philly started this game five of five from the field. They hit their first five shots. I think that they took like an early like twelve to three lead on the game, and it was really kind of that way for much of the first quarter. Um, they were just getting out on the fast break. They was getting buckets, you know, whenever they wanted to. Seems like. Uh, Tobias Harris, which I have a bone to pick with, because apparently he's missed like 24 straight three pointers before tonight, and I th- I'm pretty sure he hit two in the first quarter.
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah, it was great because, uh, yeah, we. I think it was it was 12 to five when I started actually paying attention to the game, but by the time I started actually watching. They basically were neck and neck because the next they ended up with a five-point deficit. So, technically, they were up by two since I started watching. But, yeah, uh, Tobias Harris was... or I think Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson were not playing well up until tonight. And both of those guys ended up playing pretty well altogether from the field uh Josh Richardson more so in the second half so that's a little bit of a foreshadowing but yeah uh, Harris made two of his three three pointers in the first quarter, so that did not help yeah um but nevertheless yeah it was a five point we were up we were down 29-24 at the first quarter but that's kind of a win in my book given the fact that we started off so poorly down by seven in the first like few minutes of the game, and only were down five at the end of the first.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, it, I mean, it seemed like Philly was just getting anything they wanted, you know, like like you said, mm-hmm. Richardson Tobias was hitting their threes, Joel was finishing around the rim, like they was just getting out in transition. Now, they was killing us, and that was the story for much of the first quarter. Um, you go into the second quarter, and the Thunder slowed the game down and kind of uglied it up a little bit. They weren't afraid to foul uh, Philadelphia 76ers to, you know, stop the clock, stop momentum, stop fast break. Um, They were driving in, looking for contact. Anything they can do to muck up the game a little bit, they was doing it, and it was working to their advantage, and it really threw Philly off for that quarter, which was their lowest quarter excluding overtime with 20 points.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest factor here was that throughout the entire game, really, uh, Billy Donovan basically matched Joel Embiid's minutes with Stephen Adams' minutes. And whenever Stephen Adams wasn't on the floor, Noel was on the floor. And whenever Noel was on the floor, he was cooking because Joel Embiid was not on the floor. So he was basically working with the you know, lack of uh, backup center that the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. have. I mean, Al Horford is on that team, but he's not exactly the same defensive uh, uh, menace that he was back in Atlanta or Boston. So he's, Noel was able to work quite well with that type of lineup. Um, so basically, whenever this the bench was on the floor, we we seemed to succeed quite well um which definitely showed because we ended up basically leading the mo- for most of that quarter or uh, i guess about half of the quarter but the trend generally from the first quarter to the to the halftime was all thunder it went up up and up and up and all of it was good for the most part
1: yeah and you know talking about New Orleans, Most of the time, he wasn't on the floor with Embiid, but there in the first half, he did run a few minutes guarding Embiid. And I remember specifically Mm -hmm. because they fed Embiid like deep, like right underneath the basket. He took a dribble and went to go up, and Nerwin sent his crap back twice. I don't know if they credited it for him. Wow, they don't even have a block on Nerwin's Noel. He definitely blocked him twice. Sad. (laughs) That's that's messed up, but. Uh, then he came down the other end and hit a nice little, uh, nice little jumper uh, right inside the foul line. So that was, uh, that was Nerlens Noel's minutes on Embiid. And a fun little fact for you that you might not know. Uh, Nerlens Noel and Joel Embiid are best friends.
0: That makes sense. They need to play f- together for a mm-hmm. little bit. And I was going to say at the beginning of the, the, the recap here, this was technically Nerlens Noel's uh, revenge game. Even the fact that he was drafted by Philadelphia, and, uh, you know, made his his NBA start here in Philadelphia. So a win tonight technically is a the Noel revenge game.
1: Didn't Muscala play in Philly too?
0: He did, briefly.
1: Yeah, we don't count that.
0: Well, wasn't wasn't he part of that whole situation with Carmelo? He was in Atlanta. And then he got traded to Philadelphia.
1: Oh yeah, he was in, in the, the, the whole Mellow trade.
0: trade. Yeah. Yeah. So re- he didn't really play there, but he kind of did.
1: It's kind of funny how it comes full circle like that.
0: Circle of life, baby.
1: Um, the only other thing I have to note in the first half, uh, you know, we we won that quarter thirty to twenty. You know, we was really able to slow it up. Um, as you could tell, there was energy missing from our side of the bench, and that was because Hamid Diallo was not playing. Uh, he was not. I don't really know why he wasn't playing. Uh, I, I missed that somewhere.
0: I missed it too. I was looking around for that. I, I have absolutely no clue why he was playing.
1: Yeah. So obviously, that would have helped as far as like getting the uh, getting the bench going. But the first couple substitutions in the game was Dennis Schroeder, obviously. And there was Noel, obviously. But then, a certain Abdul Nader was the next sub to come out. And I take quarrel to this. I sound like an old person, I take quarrel. I take much quarrel to this because that should have been Basely. Bazzy should have been getting in before Nader, and you know, Bazzy ended up playing more minutes than Nader in the game. I think he had what he had seventeen. Nader had sixteen. Okay, so he literally played one more minute than Nader, which is absurd because Bazzy did great tonight. But um, but yeah, I was just sad to see Nader out there early. I was, I, was, I mean, kind of sad to see Nader out there at all.
0: I i have an announcement to make uh-huh i am officially renouncing my fandom of alb Dillnader. nader after tonight's game i have made the official decision uh. i've watched enough of his plays i've watched enough of his shooting and tonight i saw enough and i am officially Renouncing my fandom of Abdul Nader. I will no longer tweet about him in the positive manner. I saw a tweet by Madison Morris, one of one of our friends over in Franchise Oklahoma, showing a significantly long video clip of him missing every single corner three in practice. And then after that, I saw Abdul Nader shoot a horrendous three point shot where he didn't even, like, set up the shot. He just kind of threw it at the basket, totally missed. And as soon as those two things happened collectively, I said to myself, I can no longer defend this man. This is this is beyond my capabilities, and I am officially denouncing Abdel Nader. I, like most of Thunder Twitter, want him gone.
1: Oh, God. This this is breaking news
0: right here, folks. I I said it to most of Twitter. I said I would have an announcement tonight on OKC Topic Thunder, and this is it. I'm renouncing my fandom of Dabdil Nader. It is done. It is over. I do not want him on this team anymore, just like everybody else. I have seen enough. This is not the MVP Nader I saw last year. It is. A regular in abdominal that does not belong on the f- court for more than a few minutes, and 16 minutes was too
1: much. Dang, RIP to Prime Nader.
0: Yeah, it was never gonna happen anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so getting into the third quarter, um, the Sixers started to do what the Sixers was doing in the first quarter. They were hitting threes. They was getting out on transition and they were they was able to hold a lead for much of that quarter on the Thunder. They was uh, just able to keep the Sixers at arm's length. Uh, Freaking I third the quarters, dude. Length. Yeah. Um, they ended up winning the quarter 34 to 26. Um, uh, one thing that I didn't note in the first half, and I'm sorry, I'm a little jumbled up here, um, Tierney had 30 minutes of microphone issues, and I, I just woke up from a small nap. So, <laughs> you know. There's a little bit of time that passed since then. Wait a minute.
0: 30 <laughs> minutes of microphones.
1: <laughs> it probably wasn't 30 minutes, but that's what it felt like on the other end of it. All right. Um, but Baisley, the aforementioned Darius Bazley, the one who should have gotten some Abdul Nader minutes tonight, uh, dunked Agreed. all over Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. He drove in confident with the left hand. He rose up, his you know his arms were fully extended straight out, and Embiid went to contest. He adjusted in midair and cocked it to the right, or cocked it to the left, and slammed it in over Embiid, and we all had a field day. Mhm. Because I mean, you know, say what you want about Joel Embiid offensively, like he's brilliant offensively, but this guy has legitimately been in the conversation for defensive player of the year like the past two seasons, like. He's an elite rim protector. And Darius Baisley, our 19-year-old rookie who hadn't hadn't played uh, competitive basketball in over a year, just went up and put it on his head like it was nothing, and then showed no emotion he, as he walked up the court.
0: Did we mention he is 19? He's 19. 19 years old?
1: He's 19.
0: He's dunking on Joel?
1: Joel Embiid. JoJo. Woo! Woo! Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what you need to do now, Tierney. You got to take your video editing to the next level. You got to do that. Uh, you got to take that video of him dunking on Embiid. Then you got to throw up Joe Embiid crying after he got eliminated from the playoffs last year.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's a good edit. I like that. That's a good one.
1: You're welcome. Take note. <laughs> well,
0: I like that. I like that a lot.
1: All right. So, as I mentioned... Uh, going into the fourth quarter, uh, you know, we was pretty close. We were still in this game. I ultimately thought we was going to lose it just because we wasn't playing that great, I felt like. Um, mm-hmm. But couple that with the fact that it's been a crazy week at work. I've worked 60 hours this week. I am dead tired. <laughs> <sighs> I, uh, I was just laying on my couch during a commercial, and I woke up, and there was like five minutes left in the fourth. And I was like what the heck happened? And I like jolted awake, and then a commercial hit and I laid down again. I woke up and we was in overtime and I was like, what the heck did he have? <laughs> So I'm going to let tyranny, um, the much more experienced person take over for fourth quarter. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't realize you just fell asleep twice. That's really funny. Yeah, no, I told you I uh, fell asleep off and on in the fourth <laughs> quarter and overtime. So
0: you were like, "What the heck happened?" And then you fell right back asleep. Yeah, I
1: was like, "Oh man, that's awesome. How we get there? Commercial. Uh, I'm afraid this isn't going to end." Well. That's
0: funny. Yeah, I mean the the first thing I noticed from the um the fourth quarter was. I mean, we were only down like three points, but then in the blink of an eye, we were down, I think, nine. And that was when New Orleans fouled out. And mm-hmm. it was basically at that point. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It was basically at that point where it was like, all right, we either have to play Steven Adams for the next nine minutes of the rest of this game against Joel Embiid, which will never happen. Uh, because, by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet, but Stephen Adams needs a shout-out because he was basically either guarding a 7 to 250-pound center named Joel Embiid or riding the stationary bike the whole game. <laughs> and I think that deserves at least some attention. So shout-out, Stephen Adams. But that said, we, we would either have to play Stephen Adams for the next nine minutes or we had to in Mike Muscala at the five, which just doesn't feel like a recipe for success ever. Uh, But we decided to do the the latter and in Mike Muscala, Uh, which didn't end poorly, but didn't end in uh, a successful fashion either. So yeah, New Orleans fouled out with uh, about nine minutes to go. Uh, Fortunately, Joel missed that free throw that he got, but... I mean, it was basically somewhere between like a nine and a six-point lead throughout the fourth quarter for us. And I personally thought we were going to lose this game. But shout-out to the young stud Terrence Ferguson with his new haircut. Got rid of the dreads he was nailing threes all game including this fourth quarter cut it down to a three point lead for us at one point uh, 96-93 and following a Gallinari layup a SGA driving layup we uh, took the lead 97-96 and then Harris, uh, Tobias Harris tied it with a free throw there uh, and then Later took the lead with another free throw, but it was basically back and forth um, after those sequential scores by us, and eventually ended up in a 107 107 tie with 41 seconds. And despite a couple more attempts by the Thunder, including a nice look from Chris Paul and a pretty good look from Gallinari at the buzzer, ended up in a 107 107 tie in overtime so we got ourselves from some free basketball
1: you even said that in the slack
0: i did free basketball baby very
1: excited about that
0: i love myself some free basketball baby
1: he said free basketball it's locked up it needs to be free
0: free basketball baby
1: oh you can go on to overtime too <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I missed the beginning of overtime, so go ahead.
0: No bad. As I, I said, I woke up, up.
1: I woke up and it was in overtime, so
0: I thought you woke up at the beginning of overtime, so I was Dude. I was not yeah. sure. My timeline okay. messed up. Basically overtime worked out really nicely for us. I don't think we ever actually lost the lead. Because Uh, Speaking of Terrence Ferguson, he continued to be Terrence Ferguson in this game and made another three, and we were up by three. And I'm pretty sure we never lost the lead after that uh, because the 76ers kept missing buckets. Gallinari made some free throws. Gallinari made a three-point shot. Gallinari made a pull-up jumper. And Chris Paul made a jumper, and it was ten points. For the lead after that, 121 to 111. And I mean, Josh Richardson did make a three point shot after that to make it 114, 121. But after that, it was pretty much smooth sailing because the rest of the game was pretty much free throws.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They had no answer after that. They missed too many field goals. Thunder win. Uh, 120. Oh my God, I forgot. The 127. Final score. 127. And <laughs> to 119 it was all free throws from there baby
1: yeah man and uh something that we was talking about you know before we started potting uh if you're just looking at the shooting splits for the fun thunder we almost shot as a team 50 40 90 which Woo. i don't know if that's ever happened <laughs> on the that's thunder. like
0: that's like 2015 steph curry numbers
1: yeah, I mean that's what was that? Twenty that's that's twenty twelve Kevin Durant numbers. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, but I mean we shot fifty three point nine from the field, forty one point seven from the three point line, and an unprecedented eighty-five point four percent from the free throw line. Woo! I would love to know the last time we shot eighty-five percent from the free throw line on at least thirty attempts.
0: <laughs> well, uh, get a load of this Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari went 23 for 23
1: you'll love to see in the see free
0: throw it. line so you know 23 straight free throws really helps your 85% free throw shooting percentage
1: yeah I mean and you know if you look at all the guys nobody shot worse than 50% from the free throw line I mean Adams mm-hmm. even shot one of two he split his free throws Shea was five that's of six. That's smooth. Fifty percent. Yep. Baisley was one of two. Even that Nader guy was one of two. Schroeder was two or four. Like we, all of them. We got some. We got some good production from the free throw line tonight, and that's not the case mm-hmm. every night. So, but this, you know, we talk all the time about like how many games could we have won if we just shot better from the free throw line. And this is exhibit A. Like, this is a game Mm -hmm. we had no business of winning. Like, a lot of people have the Philly as the favorites to come out of the East, if not to win the championship. I mean, why not? They've got arguably the best starting lineup in the league. So, like, you know, why not be the favorites to win the championship? But because we was able to hit our free throws effectively, and by the way, they were not. They shot 15-22, 68.2%. That looks like a lot more like – our three for free throw shooting. Um, but because we was able to, you know, shoot effectively from the, from the line, we was able to give ourselves a chance to win the game and ultimately win the game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, Galinari and Chris Paul, which I both mentioned were 23 for 23 combined. Both of those guys had a huge impact in the fourth quarter. So if either one of those guys misses just one free throw, we lose the game by one point. Yep. So, like, the fact that, you know, they were so consistent and so accurate, their free throws, that just kind of shows you, like, what it really means to make your free throws in a game because it can mean it's the difference between a win and a loss, and this is the perfect example of it.
1: Yes, sir. That's what we like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, It is worth noting uh, one final note I have before we get to the play of the game. The Sixers didn't play bad in this one. That's not why they lost no. the game. Joel Embiid w- great. had 31-12. Tobias Harris, who missed 20-something executive three-pointers, 21-6-3 three on 50% shooting three or four from deep. Joel was 50% mm-hmm. shooting and 50% from deep. Ben Simmons almost had a triple-double, 16-11-8. Josh Richardson had his season high with 28 points, 10 of 15 shooting, three of six from deep. Like
0: he was insane this game. Yeah, he was just he was such a pain the whole game.
1: Yeah, I mean you know their bench struggled. Uh, it was cool to see Matisse Thibel not score a point against us after you know having his <clears> prospective <throat> name shoved down our throat over the off season and uh, you know into the end of last season. So um, that was refreshing but all in all the Sixers played a great game and we just played better. Ooh. So yeah, that's awesome. Hats off to you, OKC. Yeah,
0: I I I uh, saw the line tonight for all you betting people. Uh OKC was a plus 4 in the uh for the line tonight and I hammered OKC plus 4 because Everyone was so down on OKC after that Indiana loss, which was bad, Um, but Philadelphia just lost to the Magic, so you kind of knew that Philadelphia was coming in a little bit on the fritz, and OKC was looking to kind of make some redemption after that tough loss against Indiana, so this to me, as far as the line was concerned with the plus four for OKC, that was... A guarantee and not only did we cover that we ended up winning the entire game so uh, i've never been uh more confident in my ability to understand this thunder team in terms of the the spread in terms of a in terms of a game so
1: there you go heck Before yeah for every other thunder game now Tierney's gonna periscope uh his betting odds for each thunder game so definitely check that out on at okc topic thunder (laughs) he's on a (laughs) heater okay (laughs) you're just (laughs) he's laying this on me right now all right (laughs) see how it is it was a joke but if you want to do it go after it (laughs) yeah it's like mixtape has the pix tape
0: dude i watch that every day i
1: love it yeah marty mosh is a character all right, well, let's get into tonight's Academy Award for the Player of the Game. All right, we just got double horn. I was today. assuming you cut that out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I might keep it in. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, no. Uh, I'm... I'm all about the B-roll. Did you
0: drop your phone? Hold on, I think something fell from my desk. Uh DVD. All right, never mind. Everything's fine.
1: Continue. What DVD is it? No, it was a can. How'd you not know it was a can?
0: Well, it was. I couldn't see it from this angle. I looked down, and it was a can. So I, I picked up.
1: That's fair. All right, so the player of the game, you could actually go a couple different ways here. But after we discussed it, uh, we agreed that tonight's player of the game should be none other than Chris Paul.
0: CP3O or C- CP3.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he ended up having 27 points on 7 of 13 shooting, 1 and 3 from deep. 12 of 12 from the free throw line he led the team in rebounds with 8 Adams, Gallinari, and Noel all had 7 he led the team in assists with 5 Adams and Schroeder both have 4 he had 0 turnovers so that's awesome
0: if you lead your team in assists, turnovers and points, does that
1: count as a triple-double? No. Ooh. Right. <laughs> and he was also a game high plus 16 in the plus minus differential. So um ooh, you know, there was some other players that played really good and that could have deserved it, but Chris Paul tonight was just different, man. Uh I saw he scored 14 points in the fourth quarter in overtime.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, he kind of took over.
0: He had that uh, signature Mm mid-range feel in the fourth quarter that is just money. I don't think it's ever missed a single shot in the history of Chris Paul's uh, tenure in the NBA. So he just kept kind of making that, and that kind of worked out. So... That's kinda of how we got ourselves into overtime and that's how we got ourselves the win.
1: It's so smooth, man, because he comes out of the pick and roll, he just mm-hmm. drives in and he kinda of backs out, he turns his head, and he just turns back and shoots it real quick. I'm like, there's no reacting to it.
0: Yeah. There's there's literally no way you can you can block it. It's just like, you know, if you fade away that much, even for a guy as small as C P three, there's you just you can't get your hands on it. It's just it's too fast and it's too it's too much of a fadeaway to really even have an angle on it.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, they interviewed him after the game, Nick Gallo did, and he said that he told Billy, he told the guys, friend of the pod, Nick yeah, Gallo, the pod, Nick Gallo, he, he told them, he said, let me hoop, let me loose. And that's what he did. He mm-hmm. balled out in the fourth quarter, balled out in overtime.
0: They finally let me hoop. And,
1: uh, he said something pretty interesting about a Danilo gallinari uh Nick Gallo was asking oh, about his this. performance. Oh, you didn't see this I don't know i'm i'm, I'm I am
0: i do not remember it, but maybe I'll remember as you said yeah it. he
1: basically said, like Gallo's really special, he's a great guy, you know he's a hooper out there. He said, you know he's probably Ooh. my off time favorite teammate that I've ever had in the short and that you know, and that in the short time of you know us playing together. So I thought that was really interesting.
0: Up in that trade stock for Gallinari. You'll love to see it.
1: Yeah, I don't think Gala's trade stock could be any higher.
0: <laughs> His stonks are at a hot, uh, at a pinnacle right now.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. And hey, speaking of trade stocks rising 27 points from uh, Chris Paul and some yeah. clutch shots down the stretch and player of the game on the Top of Thunder podcast. I think that raises your uh, stocks pretty high. He just did the, uh, the hang loose signal, you know, audio medium. What, you do, what, what, do you do, what are you doing? Well, I, didn't, I didn't say, you know. Chris Paul, you were tonight's player of the game.
0: With me. Do I get? Do I get anything? Do I win? Do <laughs> I get a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. <laughs> nah, just, I just don't
1: know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now I said it. <laughs> oh my
0: god! I thought you were done. All
1: right, but as as I said, you know there are some other people that was deserving of it. So we're gonna go into our final segment, the most impressive unit
0: you are supposed to be a unit.
1: All right. So obviously we got Chris Paul in that unit. Clearly, we are. We already went over his stats. Uh, we alluded to Gallo, and he had 28 points on seven of 11 shooting. Hashtag efficiency. Three of five from deep. 11-11 from the free throw line. Seven rebounds. Two assists. And a second a, team, a game high plus 13 in the Bucks. M- Box score plus minus. Sorry, can't breathe. Then we had Shea Gildas-Alexander, which, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first mention of Shea in the entire podcast.
0: Which is unfortunate because he's had such good games this season, but tonight was just, you know, it was pretty mediocre for him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you say that, and you say, you know, like it was, you didn't notice him doing much. He hit a big three. He did. uh, There towards the end. Yeah um th- so that was awesome but he actually ended up 24 points 9 and 19 so you know a little off from efficiency one to three from deep a little off on efficiency mm-hmm. five of six from uh the free throw line but hey i mean you put up 24 points on a defensively sound team like the sixers he had richardson on him all night he had ben simmons on him all night like he had some great defenders on him and he was still able to put up buckets do you
0: wanna you wanna know a little uh stat here? Uh guess how many points the starting lineup scored on their own tonight?
1: Do you want me to guess or do you yes. want me to yes. <laughs> just mental math? Make a make a away? make a
0: random guess.
1: Alright. Uh 102 points
0: that was remarkably close they scored 103 points as a starting unit out of 127 so dang, to me that is very indicative of a unit for tonight's game
1: yeah absolutely and you know you know, we talk about Steven's impact. You know, his impact can't really be seen in the box score plus minus, or box four plus minus. In the box score, um, because what time he wasn't on the floor, and he was on the floor for 31 minutes. He was on an exercise bike. Yep. <laughs> um, but if you go to Terrence Ferguson, dude had 19 points, 7-9 nine shooting, 5-7 from deep. Uh, his shot was back, man. Like, that was the Ferg that we saw in stretches um, last year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked about it off pod. Like, it frustrates me so much because I hate watching Ferg shoot because he shoots with his legs spread wide open. He does a jumping jack. Yeah, yeah, he literally does. Oh, God, it kills me so much. (laughs) But, um, you know, you talked about it. He cut his braids off. He's got the fresh cut. Mm -hmm.
0: He's looking good.
1: So, you've got Untuck Kyrie. You've got Game Six Clay. You got Flu Game Jordan. You got Mask LeBron. And now you got Fresh Cut Ferg.
0: Wow. That was some mighty fine company you just compared him to.
1: Yep. Well, I mean, you know, he could put up two points on O of five shooting next game. But I'm going to choose to believe he does not. Mm hmm. I'm going to choose to believe this fresh cut has uh, unlocked a superpower in Terrence Ferguson on the basketball court. And if it takes him getting a haircut before every game, then daggone it, go get a haircut before every game. <laughs> Make sure that cut's fresh. Mm-hmm. To be a unit. But, yeah, that was tonight's most impressive unit. All right, so, yeah, that was that was pretty much it from this game. Um, You know, like we said, you know, there was a lot to take away from it. Um, There's some encouraging things, some discouraging things. Um, But looking ahead, because on the TV, on the broadcast, it was showing our next four games, I just want to lay this out. We play at the Clippers. We play at the Lakers. Makes sense. They're both in L.A. Then we play the Lakers again in OKC and wouldn't you know it, we go back to Golden State and play the Warriors in California. So we're playing three games in California in the next four games. And we're playing four California teams in, this, in the next four games. But in the middle of it, we're coming back to OKC. And it just doesn't make sense to me, and it really bothers me.
0: Yeah. Um, stay tuned for the weekly. That's what
1: I was yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and um, yeah. I mean, we'll be previewing those games. Uh, we'll make our predictions. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to be on the weekly, but I'll go ahead and tell you we're going to undefeated in that stretch. Oh my so. gosh! <laughs> hey, I was halfway there this week. You
0: were. It was close.
1: <laughs> All right. So. Appreciate you guys for listening. Once you guys to follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder, follow us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating, pause a review, subscribe. That way you get our episodes before we tweet it out. You know, it's kind of an added benefit to subscribing. You get to know about our podcasts um, before we tweet it, which happens a lot because it's 12.08 right now on the East Coast. Uh podcast probably out at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Some of you guys could listen to it one in the morning. I will not be tweeting about it at one in the morning, <clears> so <throat> Yeah, you know, if you want to listen to it, better hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, on behalf of myself and Matt Tierney here at Prime New Orleans I'm at Thunder Chats. Hope you guys have a great night. God bless. And don't forget Thunder Up Thunder Up. Heads up.